you are, excuse me, you are listening to WMNF, Tampa, St. Pete, and all over the world. Thanks for tuning in to this wonderful station, 88.5 FM. My name is Joan Schilke. I'm the hostess who loves you the mostest, and you're about to listen to Art in Your Ear. background, we're going to listen to a little Bahama Social Club with John Lee Hooker. Never roam no more. Coming up in just a few minutes here on Art in Your Ear, we're going to be chatting with Chad Mize. Mize Gallery has been one of the mainstays of the art scene in St. Pete for the last few years, and it has its last curated show, not just of the year, but of its... It's uh, it's bricks and mortar building. So Chad's my, Chad is closing Mize Gallery at the end of the year. There'll be another fun show uh, with gifts a little later. So we'll talk to Chad about his show called Friends. So you know we'll talk about friendship. If you want to get in touch, please send us a text at 813-433-0885. Or you can send us an email, dj at wmnf.org. Put your name in it if you want to say hi on the air. A couple things going on. Of course, the biggest, most important, most vital, most mesmerizing, most um, <laughs> most important thing is Tuesday is Election Day. If you have not voted already, uh, please make sure that you vote. It's so vital. You figure out all these women in Iran are, are risking their lives, are dying. 250, 300 at least people have been killed protesting the government just because they want to have normal human rights. So here in Florida and in the U.S., women's rights and human rights are under attack. So maybe what we can do is go vote. Also on the ballot in St. Pete is an expansion of the Dali Museum. Uh, and there is an uh, interesting article in the Tampa Bay Times today about Bill Edwards' opposition or supposed opposition to the expansion of the Dali Museum. Uh, if you want... To get Hank Hines' letter about it, just send me an email and I'll forward it to you. It's Joe Ellen, J-O-E-L-L-E-N, at WMNF.org. Or if you need to send me information, that's the email, Joe Ellen at WMNF.org. Something else? Oh, coming up on the live music showcase at 2 is Jordan Esker and the 100 Percenters. That's fun. I played a heat wave for us, I think. And, um, and E-Love is right after my show with her Global Electronicos. Let's listen to a little bit more music and we'll talk to Chad in a little bit. Here on Art in Your Ear on WMNF 88.5 FM. 
Heart Harvest, presented by the Junior League of Clearwater Dunedin, will be taking place on Saturday and Sunday, November 5th through 6th, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. both days in Highlander Park in Dunedin. The juried art show will have hundreds of artists with a balance of media. There will also be a children's pavilion with arts and crafts projects and food vendors. More Art Harvest information is at jlcd.org slash support slash art dash harvest. That's jlcd.org slash support slash art dash harvest. Fine Art Festival Art Harvest will be on November 5th and 6th in Highlander Park in Dunedin. And that is another fine PSA that WNF gets to play for our local organizations and nonprofits. Well, I'm going to talk about a for-profit, <laughs> hopefully making lots of profit on his last curated uh, art show. Welcome back to Art in Your Ear, Chad Mize. Hey, how are you? I'm fine. Uh, Mize Gallery, uh, when did you open Mize Gallery? Uh, it was uh, 2018, uh, the beginning of 2018. And then when is your last show at Mize Gallery? Uh, so the last curated exhibit is tonight from 6 to 9. That's Friday. Uh, and then we do have a gift show up for the month of December, and that opens on December 3rd, Saturday. Now, one of the lovely things, one of the many lovely things about tonight's show is that the theme is friend, friends, friends, friend. Well, it's called Friend, but the theme is Friends. <laughs> and, um, and I was looking, you sent uh, on, on your website, and the website, dear listener, is, uh, I'm looking right now at chadmise.com uh, and the different arts. And so there was a, a thing that I fell in love with yesterday, the Etch-A-Sketch, uh, which is sort of a quilted Etch-A-Sketch by uh, Carla Kaufman. Correct. And she writes in, and so everything, and I think this is lovely, and people will be able to see this when they come to the gallery. Uh, she writes in her artist statement, you know, there's a statement for each one about why their idea of friends. And she says uh, that I found inspiration at the Geo Swabi exhibit at the MFA where she used a technique. Uh, and you know, so, uh, and then goes on and says, the last piece of the puzzle came to me when thinking about the show's theme and how thankful I am to Chizzy for including me. So, uh, and said that the Golden Girls uh, theme was in her head. So here we have this wonderful intersection of an artist showing work inspired by another artist at another institution and bringing it all together in, in your gallery. Um, will you talk a little bit about what you wanted and uh, how you see Mice Gallery within sort of the infrastructure of arts within St. Pete and the area? Yeah, well, my goal with the gallery when I got it was, you know, the main thing was community. So, you know, the gallery itself caters to all types of artists, you know, beginning artists, established artists, all types of diversity in terms of, race and sexual orientation. So really that's what the, the gallery was about for me. And every show, I just wanted to really show that. And then I wanted this last exhibit to be about friendship because that's really what I got from having the space. So where, uh, uh, this is going to be a weird little sideways, but just because I've had a conversation about diversity with many, many, many um, artistic workers and leaders and uh, people who've had to curate or put things together. And I hear a spectrum of responses of trying to have diversity within what they do. 
has there been times or uh, when it's been a struggle to sort of make sure that you're you're exhibiting a wide range of uh, artists, a wide range of types, not just types of art, but types of people creating art? Mm-hmm. I don't think, I mean, St. Pete, it's been great, just the Tampa Bay area to find that. And, you know, within these years, these last five years, I've shown so many new artists that I had no idea who they were prior to opening the space. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we just have a great, um, diverse mix of artists in this area. We, uh, so when we were looking at the, at the work, how many, I'm sorry, I didn't count. How many pieces do you have in the this show? This one, I believe, is like 25 right. total. And so, so there is a really fun, uh, the fun part, one of the many fun parts of the show. So there's a wood sculpt. There's probably more. There's a wooden sculpture. There's Kaylin Ree's wonderful uh, small sculpture. There is, as I said, so this quilted fabric etch-a-sketch. There's paintings. There's a lot of animals in the show. A lot of people took friends to mean their um, animal companions. Uh, what were you thinking when you said friends? What did you want to think about? And did you make a piece of work for this show? I did do a piece. Um, I will say I struggled. <laughs> I kind of like <laughs> waited till the very end. I've been so busy. Um, but I, whenever I hear the word friend, I automatically think of the Golden Girls theme song. Oh. So I did a homage to the four characters. <laughs> so there's and my statement basically said my wish is to grow old with my friends and experience later times in life, just like Blanche, Dorothy. Sophia and Rose. Aw, classic characters and classic friendships. Correct. <laughs> so that's interesting. There's at least two references to the Golden Girls in the yeah, show. Yeah. <laughs> that's really fun. Pop culture. There is a lot of pop culture in the show. There is a uh, uh, Charlie Brown and Snoopy. There's the uh, the Furbies. Is that what? Mm-hmm. Furbies, the Furbies. Like those crazy looking old toys. Right. And my only exposure to the Furbies was years ago when I was in Amsterdam, we were going to all these kind of edgy shows and there was a really weird porn show based on Furbies. So oh my. I know, I'm like, whoa, I didn't, I didn't really know what they were <laughs> at the time. So seeing them in the gallery yesterday was a little weird. Um, but So when you were thinking about friendship and doing that, um, and you've come up with different themes for the art shows, do you, when you're, when you've been in the past for your gallery planning these themes and, and wanting to, uh, you know, because you do a show every single month, it, was there an overarching, you know, talking about community, but an overarching sort of movement towards something that you were, you know, sort of gaining traction on? Was it, you know, because you did Vote, you've done uh-huh. Friends, you've done, I mean, all, you know, Storm, you did Neighborhoods, you've done all these different yeah. themes. So what, you talked about community, so let's talk a little bit more about that and the other things that you were sort of marching the gallery towards in its five years and that now has sort of arrived at. So you're like, okay, I've arrived, I'm here. Yeah, well, you know, like with the, the themes, I always wanted artists to create new work for the show. So it's kind of like being in school again, you're given a task, a project, and uh, I like the fresh new work. So typically the artists will submit work that they've never, you know, they're doing specific. So that was really the theme-based idea. And I, as an artist, like to have kind of a prompt to create work, or some artists don't want to be involved in something like that. So it's definitely a certain type of artist that wants to, you know, join the ring. Um, but yeah, like just trying to stay current with the themes, you know, like, we, I experienced some death with a personal friend, so I had a show about afterlife. Um, you know, the voting, always do the vote. I did the vote show, and then every June, we always have a pride show, and myself, I identify as a gay male, so I always wanted to have a 
a show revolved around that every year, and that was always pretty successful and fun. There's a, a I mean, your uh, openings are, uh, let's, let's just call them well-attended, um, and, uh, and a place where everybody sort of does get to gather a little bit. Uh, can you talk a little bit about, you know, so, so there is this idea that um, for, for, for myself as a art lover in town and a St. Pete lover, uh, but there's going to be a little bit of a, a hole there in, without, without my gallery, so that gathering place. But what, you know, I, I mean, what was it? Was there something, thing, a, a specific thing that you said, I'm, I love all this stuff, I love my gallery, I love all it, but it's time. Like, what was going on there? Yeah, well, for me, it was a five-year project. So, you know, I committed to a lease. I did five years. I will say year four, I started feeling a bit of the fatigue because I'm busy with my own work throughout the week. I'm going to have to, you know, actually man the gallery. But I was like, I'm committed to the five years. I can pull through, get it done. And I don't know. I feel like someone brought this up this week to me about, like, series, like TV series, you know, when things are, like, go on too long. Mm. Like... I forget who told me that, but, you know, it's like some series are only four seasons, you know, and it's like really good. And I kind of wanted to leave on that note because I could continue to do this if I wanted to. But I just feel like with the space itself, I've done so much shows and like within the four walls, I'm just ready for a reset in my life. And I feel like sometimes when you're doing well, you need to kind of cut it off, even if, you know, you're profiting well or people are enjoying it. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I feel like with the Globe, I had to make that decision. That did I want to leave on a high note? <laughs> you know, where everyone's like, "Oh man, I love that place," or like, "Oh yeah, they really went downhill." You know, <laughs> so it's trying to leave on a high note. Yeah. Um, dear listener, it's Chad Mize of Mize Gallery. He's got a show opening tonight called Friends. Um, great show, beautiful work in it, and, and touching work too. Very touching work. Um, so what is going to happen to that space? Uh, so my, my fiancé, Dan Schmidt, owns Uptown East next door to me, and we've had this, that space for two and a half years, and it's growing. So we've decided to expand the restaurant cafe into my space. So that's the bittersweet part of it, the fact that I'm not going to, like, just leave. You know, I'll still be a part in some form or fashion. Mm-hmm. It just won't be a white box gallery. Right. Right. And then also, just if you don't mind me mentioning, and then you and Dan are going to New York to... Well, we're actually getting married uh, in St. Pete, uh, but on December 15th, uh, the day. Um, but then we're going to go to New York City for the week and Aww. live it up. Good. Good for so you. I'm really looking forward to that. Good for you. So let's talk a little bit about the art in the show. Uh, some of the artists that you have in there, I mean, it's, it's a pretty big range of work. Did you have to give a size, uh, just because of the size of the gallery, did you have to tell people, like, look, it can't be, you know, yeah. nine feet by every, 12? <laughs> yeah, every show I usually have a size constraint, typically more about the width and the height of the piece. Just mm-hmm. so, you know, it's a small gallery, so... And I, some of the shows we do salon style where we stack the work and then some are just kind of side by side. This one's basically side by side aside from a few smaller pieces. Mm-hmm. But I think the big, I think it was like two feet wide was the max. Um, I'm looking right now and someone broke the rules. <gasps> it's all right. It's okay. It's your last curated show. Right, if you can't right. break the rules, then when are you going to? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> 
Well, I, I mean, some are very sort of traditional and lovely. There is a painting that we didn't talk about yesterday, but it's wonderful. It's, uh, it's two kids eating. I don't know if they're a brother and sister oh. eating by Reed Jenkins. Um, yeah, that's uh, Reed's daughter eating with her best friend, and it was the first time they had uh, crawfish. Uh-huh. Holding like a crawfish. And uh, Reed's a great artist locally that's done the Shine Mural Festival. He does murals and fine artwork. Yeah. He's always doing pieces that are very personal to him. Right, and it's you can feel it. It's beautiful. You know, Rebecca Lazardus, of course, made a wonderful uh, pencil, uh, colored pencil of your gallery. Uh, and then there's abstract ones. Uh, you know, I fell in love with uh, Katie's piece. Mm-hmm. Um, Katie Niewodowski, she's oh. out of Jersey City. She's like one of my oldest friends. I've known her since she was probably three. <laughs> um, so... 40 plus years and I've shown her work quite a bit and she's grown to have collectors here by, uh, you know, exposing her work down in Florida. Mm-hmm. So this is an abstract. So this is what kind of, I'm, I'm bringing up these three different artists because you have a, a, a beautiful, um, you know, painting that is very sort of specific and personal. You have this incredible abstract, which is acrylic and, and resin. You know, you have a colored pencil drawing. So you have all these different uh, ways. Do you feel that uh, that having Mai's gallery, or, or not do you feel, how do you feel that having Mai's gallery and many years ago, Blue Lucy, how do you feel that you were able to sort of impact how the arts function in St. Pete? Yeah, well, I think it's, you know, as an artist myself, I feel like I understand artists in a way, and also being half a business owner, you know, I know the business side of selling work and running a space, but hopefully that I've inspired people to start careers or just, you know, my thing was I wanted to have a white box gallery where you come in here and it's just about the art, you talk about the art. And then, you know, we have bars and restaurants that show art. That's awesome. But sometimes it becomes the background. Mm-hmm. So having, like, an actual gallery space was nice because it really was truly about the work. And so um, I just hope that, you know, the people that showed here, hopefully they're still creating and they were inspired to do so and they'll continue to. And, uh, you know, I'm excited for my future. I feel like it's not the end for me. I'm still going to have a place in St. Pete to do events and I just won't be tied to one space. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're, you're busy. Uh, we talked a little bit yesterday, but you just uh, were one of the artists. Kawa Coffee is uh, working, is it with the St. Pete Arts? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm having, right. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Brain death. Um, doing coffee cans and they're going to be working with four different artists doing coffee cans. You've worked, you've had commercial commercial work, uh-huh. uh, you do murals, you serve on committees. Um, do you have like an internal separation between commercial or client-facing work and and then other artwork that you do not specifically for a climate client? Well, back in the day, my background is more design. So I was doing art, but I was focused more on logo development, websites. And since I started doing murals almost eight years ago, um, you know, in the beginning, it was kind of like perhaps I do a logo for somebody or, and then as I've progressed, they've, they're hiring me now for my styles that I offer, like the styles of work. So there is like a fine line of commercial meets, you know, my style. Um, so I enjoy it a lot. I love being physical. So definitely the murals are very time consuming and physical. 
And so that's where my fatigue was with the gallery. You know, just you're working every day during the week outside in the sun and then having to be at a spot on the weekend. It just was a lot. I um, I kind of wonder too, um, and this is something, again, I am not a, a artist, but something that I've always been uh, curious about is that physical aspect of making work. Like there's a real difference between sitting at your computer and designing something and then having a big wall in front of you and manifesting it. So what are some of the parts of that that you're like, I love this part. And what are some of the parts that you're like, okay, I I have to do it because that's the only way it gets done. Like is there a continuum of their, is there a favorite part of the art creation process? Well, the mural work in terms of, I love working large now, you know, like I'm, you know, before when I was doing more fine art and showing in galleries, it was a lot smaller. So just working large and then it's so public, you know, people see it, um, you know, if it's in a restaurant or on the side of a building outside, so many people actually see it. And I always say, you know, a lot of people are scared to walk into a gallery because they probably feel they need to buy something or talk about the work. So just having like public art, um, putting your art out there is so huge, you know, because everybody sees it, they photograph it, they hashtag you, all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go back to what you just said. Um, when I was young, growing up in New York, I was always really super intimidated by going into a gallery to look at the work. And I would want to. And more than once, I'd be just outside the window looking probably like four days in a row. And finally, someone would come out and be like, just come in and look at it. <laughs> but, but there is sort of a sense of, you know, there is to this day, you know, it, uh, that people feel like there needs to be some sort of qualification or something to be able to look at work, which is not true at all. Right. Not, totally not true. In your space, I mean, where you are, you, you're open on weekends. And so people can do walk-ins on weekends. Have you had that happen where maybe you might be one of the first, if not the first gallery experience for people? Yeah, well, definitely youth. You know, like people bring their children in and, you know, we talk about the work. Um, Having the space has been so magical just because I feel like you don't even know how many people you affect, you know, with just people seeing something and then like, I can do that, you know, and I've even, I had a artist, uh, I think it was on Facebook, say that she was prompted to do work that was she wasn't in the shows, but she loved the theme and then was inspired by the theme, and then she ended up selling the pieces that she did. And it was like three different shows that we had done, and I was like, "That's kind of cool because you're really like inspiring other artists that may not even be showing in your gallery that just like what you're doing, you know, are inspired by that." Mm-hmm. We got an artist right in, uh, Christina Scuderi. Am I saying her last name right? Uh, writes in, congrats, Chad Mize. Love you. You didn't dump me as an artist or a friend. Thank you for supporting <laughs> all us artists that had no other local for-profit um, professional art gallery to exhibit our work. And Thank that's... You. That's that's really cool. That's wonderful. And people do care about this. And uh, Scott Elliott writes in and says hi also. Uh, so yay for people being out there and uh, enjoying this. Thank you so much. Um, so Chad, so I want to go back to the murals too, because I mean, you've been on the Shine Mural Committee. Uh, mm-hmm. You've You have probably made in St. Pete some of the most well-known murals. Uh, the Twiggy one, I think, is probably uh, one that people talked about for you know, still talk about and know that um, you have painted the inside. So talking, like when you're doing something large like that, what's the, what are some of the differences in the processes between doing a mural, you know, side of a wall, a, a room or something like that and doing 
a, a piece of art that would be hanging in someone's house. Will you, how do you think about those differently, if at all? Well, surface and size, you know, like textures of walls. I mean, I've worked on brick with grout, which is horrible. Um, you know, I don't do spray, so that's completely different when you're a spray paint artist. I don't use that medium. And so, you know, I think it's a lot easier when you're doing maybe brick with spray. Um, but just like the size could be daunting. You know, sometimes you have to rent a lift and be on a lift and get up and down. It's how you get your image up there. You know, there's so many different techniques of how to scale your work that large. Right. So it's all like kind of the, the tricks of the trade that you learn over time. And, um, you know, it can be intimidating, but I feel like if you can paint, you can most likely do a mural, you know. It do just you, may take long. <laughs> do you, uh, are there changes? Like once you're, you've designed it and then when you get to the wall, are you like, you know what? I want to do this or I want to do that. Or does that, is it too late once you're at there? Yeah. I'm, pr- I'm pretty organized in terms of the prior uh, work that it takes, you know, with a client per se. Everything's laid out on the computer. I take photos of the wall. You know, I mock it up. So it's pretty exact. And then, you know, with the paint itself, mine are pretty much spot colors, so I'm not, like, mixing colors. Mm-hmm. not the style of art I do, so, you know, I'll buy the proper paint colors prior, so usually that's all right. The one thing that I've learned over time is how much paint to buy. I used to waste so much paint because I didn't have any idea of how far the paint would go. Oh. The qualities of the paint, they go pretty far. So I could use like a quart of paint to do like line work and I'll have half a quart left by the end of the gig. Um, so that's kind of exciting and cost effective. <laughs> oh, the things we learn. Yes. I, have, uh, I have a dream. I'm going to pitch it here. I'm going to pitch it to my listeners. I, um, I walk my dog all the time and there's a, uh, a wonderful, beautiful neighborhood near me called Tropical Shores and everyone has these huge uh, garage doors that are really sometimes the first thing you ever see. And I really think we should have a garage door mural festival where we paint these doors instead of having these just plain white, ugly surfaces. Yeah, that'd be cool. I know. Could you get on it or something? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> right on it. 2023. <laughs> so we're chatting with Chad Mize. Mize Gallery has its last curated show opening tonight, and the theme is Friends. Uh, so I'm going to go back through a, a little bit of your art history. Did you, uh, did you you know that your life would be, you know, when you're in a kid and going to um, high school and college and stuff like that, did you know that it was going to be an art path? Um, I hope that it was. Um, I was always kind of known as the art kid. I was a caricature artist, so growing up, I always drew cartoons. I love Mad Magazine. Mm-hmm. And so I was really inspired by that. I did go to college and got a BFA um, at Old Miss, and then I Attempted to go to New York City with my big portfolio case and went to all the places to try to get a gig. and It just was unsuccessful. Then I moved to Boston, and my first job was as a caricature artist there, which led to me getting uh, hired by an online textbook company. It was during the tech boom in the late 90s, and they taught me all the computer programs that I used. So wow. That was a really cool. And then I got laid off right before 9-11, and that's when I decided to work for myself. So right. since then, I've been working for myself as a designer, as an artist. And has that, have there been time, so in case, that you kind of went in and out just a little bit there, so I just want to repeat what you said. Since 
since then, since just before 9-11. So since mm-hmm. the beginning, pretty much the beginning of this century, you've been working by yourself. Correct. So, or working for I mean, yourself. I, have, I had a partner at the time for a while. And mm-hmm. for the last eight years, I've been solo. Right. Uh, so, yeah, but just self-employed in a way. And, um, you know, it's a, hus- it's a hustle. You're an entrepreneur. My life has been a wave. You know, I've struggled throughout that time and I've done pretty well at moments. So, um, it's all, it's every year's different and it is going up, you know, as you establish yourself, especially in a city, it becomes easier to get work and to find work and, you know, to get the work that you really want as well. And you've gotten work outside of St. Pete. You've uh, done murals in Miami. You uh, did, was it for Coach? I'm not sure. Uh-huh. If- I've worked for Coach this year in Disney. Right, Coach in Disney. So you've gotten work outside of St. Pete. But when we were chatting yesterday, and this is not certainly not at all the first time you've said this, is that you, you want to establish yourself more outside the city, that, uh-huh. you know, that you've done that. So how does an artist you know, or an art, an artist and an artist entrepreneur. Um, how do you do, like, how do you establish yourself more outside the city? Is that just, um, you know, I'm a freelance writer, so I pitch things to people. Is it basically sort of a, a pitch process or what, what do you have to do? Well, I know the coach gig because I asked them when they contacted me was, how did you find me? They said Google. Oh. Um, <laughs> and then I also worked for Facebook and they found me on Google. So like Facebook found me on Google, which is weird. Um, what were they Googling? Like cool artists? I guess like mural artists or, um, you know, I will say like as a youth, I always wanted to be known just as an artist and not as a gay artist. Right. Um, but as we've progressed through time, I'm proud of who I am and the work that I do for my community. And so I think I'm getting some gigs now based on that maybe um Keywords. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm open to that, you know, because I feel like I want to be a voice for my for who I am. And, right. But you would have asked 20 year old me that, and I would have been like, no. So it's a different, you know, it's changed over time. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of gay artists, so it's still, you know, I mean, it narrows it down somewhat, but it doesn't honestly really narrow it down that much. No, no. But, no. And I think that was just specific to those jobs. That right. I got. Um, and also the timing of them. They were around Pride Month. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of the reason I got those gigs. So um, are there things that you're going to miss about having a a white box gallery and curating and and things like that? Yeah, I'll miss just like the talk that I have. It's my social outlet, you know, like so I... I see so many people. I catch up with people. I have friends stop by that I haven't seen in a while because they know where to find me. I'll miss, um, I'll miss just everything about it. The curation process, uh, creativity, uh, being inspired by other artists. And just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's like bittersweet, you know? It's like I don't want to get rid of it, but I feel like it's necessary in my life right now. Right. I know that I'll do more. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of like a just a a next step in my life and my career and also for St. Pete. You had, uh, blue, as I said, Blue Lucy Gallery that you and uh, Philip opened in the early aughts or in the mid-aughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, and that closed and you did murals and stuff like that. And then opened uh, Mai's Gallery in 2017 uh, and continued to do and, and do personal, have personal, uh, or I want to say, you know, have have success, artistic growth through that. Uh, 
are there things that now, so you've had two galleries and when you talk about, you spoke a little yesterday about when you guys have expanded the restaurant in that space that you can still sort of have some events or put up mm-hmm. art and stuff like that. Are there lessons that came with Mai's gallery that were not lessons you needed to learn or it wasn't something that came, that Blue Lucy had that? Are there some things that you're like, oh, all right, in my next gallery, <laughs> I'm going to never or I'll always... Well, I think the difference was, you know, the prior gallery, Blue Lucy, was with someone else. Mm -hmm. So there was another person involved, which just makes a big difference. When you go into something yourself, I did have Andrea Pollitz, a good friend of mine and fellow artist, help me a lot with the space. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I I really like to be here at the space. And, you know, I've got my name on the building and all that. So it's important to me to, like, represent it appropriately and try to just be there as much as I can. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's just different. I think my next phase, I think I am open to collaborating with like-minded people and just creating something bigger than what, bigger than me, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like shine. You know, we do shine for the city. It's not about any of us individually that are involved. It's more about what you can do for the world. And, um, you know, I think putting my name on something was so, like, personal so I think my next phase will be something that isn't as personal. The us. Yeah. A little more of a us. That's so fabulous. Uh, and then there's, lastly, I just want to mention, uh, because it's the time of the year and we talked about it and, and, you know, you've had vote shows, you're heavily involved with Pride, you have always, as long as I've known you, uh, been a, a an active citizen uh, both in St. Pete on working on uh, getting different parts of the city to rise up uh, to uh, to get people to vote. Uh, we talked yesterday about with the Obama election, you know, you went up to D.C. to help out and stuff like that. Uh, and we have an important election going on right now, ending on Tuesday. Uh, are there any things that you're concerned about with this coming election? Are there things that you feel as a as a citizen of St. Pete that you can do that are important? Yeah, what not to be concerned about. I mean, it's it's a weird time right now, I think, with just social media and how all these, like, voices are spreading false information. And I don't know, it's like part of me wants to remove myself from everything, mm-hmm. you know? And then part of me wants to dive in and help others and try to get the word out. Um, I, I will say, honestly, I haven't really been involved a lot this um these past couple months with promoting that just because of where I'm at now, like trying to finish this project out and right. more focused on that. Um, I did do the Ron DeSantis character. Uh, I did a little cartoon of him that went viral back in June. Well, say that, say that slowly again, because I don't know if everybody <laughs> understands what you're talking yeah. about. So I did a little drawing of uh, a character called Rhonda. DeSantis, so it's a take on, and it's like basically a drag version of Ron DeSantis. Right. <laughs> and it went viral online, and I ended up, I was like, I need to do something with this, because people like it. And so I ended up producing some stickers that I raised money for Quality Florida. So it was really about, like, raising money for things that are, that he's anti. And it, it did really well, and I was proud to use art in that way, mm-hmm. uh, just to, you know, make some money for something that I believe in. Right, exactly. So, I, and I think that's wonderful. And I, that is something that I have to say overall, I really appreciate about artists is using their voice to protect also, I mean, segments of our society that get attacked by people with power. Um, mm-hmm. And to say, and it's weird to think that in 
2022 that people who are LGBTQ plus or who are uh, black or who are young or who are old or who are just different um, somehow are a uh, are subjects of attack within our society. Who are women? Who are women? I know. I keep thinking about that. Please, everybody, vote. Please. I mean, I just think about those women in in Iran and how brave they are. And then when I think about people not voting on this very important time, I'm like, come on, those people are dying. We can at least right. you know right. mail something in. <laughs> Well, Off my soapbox. Off my soapbox. So tonight from 6 to 9 p.m. at Mize Gallery, there will be an opening for friends. Mize is located at 689 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Street North in St. Pete. So it's just uh, north north of the, of the interstate going to downtown, stuff like that. Um, at your openings, are there, are there artist talks? Are there any events? Or is it just, nope, everybody's there kind of gathering. It's more social, you know, it's right. like... A lot of the artists show up, and then, you know, it's, it's just joyous you know, right. to see everybody. Uh, we do have refreshment next door at Uptown Eat, mm-hmm. so, you know, that's been cool to have that connection. Right. It was once Every, once he opened, that was great. I was like, oh, look. <laughs> yeah. And then our uh, then our pal, uh, Renita, next door has a retail shop called Neat, 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 mm-hmm. so she stays open for the night. So it's kind of like our little triad of uh, businesses. Mm-hmm. And then uh, if people can't make it tonight, when can they come see the artwork? Uh, we're open Saturdays 10 to 5 and then Sundays 10 to 2 mm-hmm. every weekend. Okay. And this show is up till the 20th of November. So it's sort of a short a short mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And, usually three weeks long. Right. And then, uh, so then do you take a week off and put up the, the gift mm-hmm. show? Yep. So we'll have a week off in between with Thanksgiving and all that. And then, um, we have the next opening. It's just a daytime opening. It's not an opening, but the, right. the next event opens uh, December 3rd, Saturday oh. at 10. Right. You're a busy man. You're yeah. a busy man. And then I'll take a break. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you'll take a nice long break. Yeah. Um, well, Chad Mize of Mize Gallery and many other things, Chizzy and all sorts of fun stuff. Thank you so much for uh joining us on Art in Your Ear today. And I hope that you will uh, keep in touch with everything you've got going on. I know you have uh, uh, just some really fun things coming up and we'll chat about it. Uh, for more information, dear listeners, you can always go online uh, and either uh, on all the different social medias or go to uh, Chad, C-H-A-D, Chad Mize, M-I-Z-E, chadmize.com. And there you can see stuff about Mize Gallery and other projects that Chad is involved with. Yeah, and thank you for your all your support over these last five years and before that. And thank you for your friendship. <laughs> Back at you. I know. I wish I was an artist. I would put a friend in there, but unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately everyone would flee the gallery. <laughs> it's kind of like my singing. <laughs> all right, my friend, I will see you tonight probably. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Have this good. song is for you. Uh, and this is the specials. Uh, you're wondering now. Bye now. You can't come in.
There's a couple things going on around town I would like to let you know. Carter Woodson Museum is also part of putting on St. Petersburg Souls to the Poles. Roll and stroll. Souls roll and stroll to the Poles. <laughs> Amazing that I said that without missing up. It's on Sunday, this Sunday, from noon to 6, nope, noon to 5 p.m. So Sunday noon to 5 p.m. in Williams Park in downtown St. Pete is the Souls to the Poles event and uh, that is, uh, Williams Park is located in downtown St. Pete. Uh, it is between 1st and 2nd Avenue North and 3rd and 4th Street for that. Also, I want to remind you that Job Site Theater is presenting Dracula. And uh, I've not seen it yet. I'm so bad. And I just hear all these great things about it. And that is on November, goes until November 3rd. Uh, Dracula is uh, should be a really super interesting show because it's Job Site. Also at the Strauss Theater, I uh, went to see the musical Six, which is about the six wives of Henry VIII and kind of a, a Spice Girls or a, a girl power band, and it was really good. I had fairly low expectations, and it was really good. Uh, and that is happening at the Straz right now as well. I think there was something else I was going to tell you about. And oh, I've got another thing I want to play for you um, because it's one of the great, uh, excuse me, one of the great things going on around town. The Veg Fest is back, so let's hear a little bit more information about that too. I'm Kimberly Gronemeyer with Florida Voices for Animals and Triangle Veg Fest, who are presenting Tampa Bay Veg Fest on Saturday, November 5th, from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. at Perry Harvey Senior Park. This event includes renowned speakers, vegan food vendors, cooking demos, vegan food samples, a family fun zone, and live music. Plus, the first 200 attendees receive special goodie bags. Check out www.tampabayvegfest.com for more information. 
be with the ones who burn, burn, burn. Once in love with the night, they light up like a cigarette. I only want to be with the ones who burn, burn, burn. Once with fire in her soul, little or nothing to forget. I'm feeding the fire and looking for poetry, searching for desire. I'm praying for God, begging for gin. I'm looking for goodness, living for sin.
Well, Ronnie Elliott has his farewell show uh, tomorrow night, Saturday night, at the Safety Harbor Art and Music Center. It's going to be a music show with lots of great people playing along. Nanny Massman, Walt Buckland, Rebecca Pulley, Rapa Story, uh, others, I'm sure. And it's also a yard sale. That's at the Safety Harbor, Safety Harbor Art and Music Center. You can go online, look for information at the Safety Harbor Art and Music Center.com, all spelled out. Also going on in Safety Harbor today at 4 p.m. is the deadline if you are interested in doing a mural for their literacy, learning, enlightenment. Safety Harbor Public Library mural. Uh, and then also they just announced a Marina Park Baffle Box mural. Baffle box. I think that's a great word, a great term. Uh, if you go online, cityofsafetyharbor.com, you can find the public art information or it will be up on our Facebook page, Art in Your Ear Facebook page, in a little bit. Please follow us. I got to get out of here. Uh, thank you so much to everybody who uh, wrote in, who was trying to call in. I'm sorry I can't answer the phone. I'm on the air. And uh, we're going to go out with a little Katie Lang uh, song for you. Uh, stay tuned. E-Love is up next with her beautiful Global Electronica show, and we have just wonderful music throughout the day. I don't know if you all heard, but Bob Seymour uh, lately of WUSF now has a jazz show on WMNF starting on Monday nights. We also have a new show, and I will talk about that next week, so thanks for being there. You are listening to WMNF Tampa, WMNF 88.5 FM, the best station in the nation. Thank you for being out there. Um, Thanks for being part of all of this. Oh, look, there we go. Trying to get it to play. Bye. Talk to you next week. Goodbye now.